Hi, everybody. Hi, Marty. Hi, Anne. Hi, Bart. Good to see you guys. Beautiful. Our special time on Tuesday <laughs> at noon. Uh, this is She Talk. So um, before we start, let me... Um, we haven't officially recorded it to social media. I'll just take a, a minute to kind of see that everything works. Hey, Bart, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> All right, let's see. One second, let me load the social media stream. I think we're going live. All right, well, that's good. Well, welcome to Chi Talk. Uh, this, uh, my name is Ellie Cohen. I'm a medical Qigong practitioner and energy healing coach. And this uh, talk is, uh, is about health and healing. Uh, I've been helping people uh, from heal from chronic health condition. This is uh, what I do one-on-one, on, one on one, and I also uh, work uh, in group classes, workshops, and uh, teach Qigong, uh, energy healing, uh, part of uh, traditional Chinese medicine. And uh, at this talk, the, the reason of this talk, the purpose of this talk is to spread the word of health and healing and to awaken the healer within us. Uh, this is, was part of my own healing journey. And always we, uh, at different times, we're focusing on different uh, topics of, uh, in traditional Chinese medicine and energy healing and Qigong. And uh, it's about to educate and spread the word and uh, inspire you guys for, for, uh, for participating in the self-care and self-healing practice. Uh, this is uh, actually an essential part of, uh, of, of, of being happy and healthy and long life. This is part of uh, a very uh, dominant, very cardinal part of uh, Chinese culture and Taoism is uh, everybody bless each other uh, with happiness, health, and long life. And, uh, and part of preventative medicine is participating in, in, the, in, the, pra in the practice of practice either of Qigong or, or any practice that has this uh, uh, you know, healing effect or preventative medicine. So our topic today is how to transform uh, struggles and trigger emotional triggers or struggles into into opportunity into blessing this is very strong part of traditional chinese medicine of taoism and uh and uh, i wanted to take this conversation from uh, i think we started this conversation three weeks ago when we talked about what qi is from a psychological standpoint and i want to take it a little further today and to really kind of delve deeper into into this into this whole notion we all want to be happy we all want to live a healthy life and, and happy love and purposeful life and uh and this is the second talk of five talks so this is uh there's five talks and all these five talks are devoted to this big topic of how to get more energy <laughs> we always use this term i have energy i don't have energy um 
I'd like to get more energy, but there's dips of energy during the day and we don't know why. Uh, so these five conversation, five topics are, are along these lines of how we go about living uh, in every day in a happy, fulfilled, energetic state. So last time we talked about, um, about balancing yin and yang. And I really, if you haven't listened to that, that's a very powerful conversation. That was last week. And everybody that practiced Qigong or everybody that even doesn't practice Qigong, I find it, it's very important to listen to this conversation. If you can go backwards and listen to the last week, uh, that would be uh, kind of like a, almost a, a prerequisite for this topic for this week. So this is the second topic. And we were talking about, uh, again, about the, the energy, energy and how to get energy and how to work with your own energy consciously. So you can, you can live a happy, um, healthy and long life. So let's start with a little bit of a ceremony like we always do. And our little ceremony is just about mindfulness, about getting into the body. So if you will, if you're sitting here now, just kind of comfortably close your eyes. It's a very easy way to kind of come into your body by closing the eyes and just noticing any physical sensation that you experience on the body. When we say physical sensation, we mean anything that is tangible, like heat or cold or heaviness or density or flowing or ache or pain or numbness, anything that we can say it is physical anywhere in the body. And go and open yourself and listen, really listen. So when we come and from a mindful perspective for, we come with curiosity, with curiosity, like a, a mother listening to the child, trying to really understand, really listen, truly listen without wanting anything else to be, just listening to what is. So going around the body and kind of like can focus on one point and kind of be curious about it. Or you can travel around the body and notice where are you today physically? And what you notice is that the body has different areas, different parts, and every area feels a little different. So just explore the aliveness of the body beyond the label of good or bad. The aliveness of the body of the body as it is. If you're curious about an area, just go deeper there and kind of investigate it, not from a label standpoint, how does it, is it good or bad, not from a judgment place, but from really understanding, is it from a, just a sensation wise, is it how 
how strong it is, the sensation. Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it numb? What is it? Maybe notice any tension in the body. Maybe the shoulders are a little tense. Can you relax them? Maybe the jaw. Notice if there's any tension in the body as you sit here now. Can you relax it? So as we come with pure curiosity, we're starting to find all kinds of things we haven't noticed before. The belly, is it soft? Is it constricted? And as you travel through the body, see if you can notice the breath in different areas of the body. Let's use the breath in a more Taoist meditation way as we go into an area that we want to emit more healing. We inhale to that area and we send love and light and we exhale the tension out. When you inhale, you're taking air from the environment, from outside. And it's a neutral air, it's a healing air. When you exhale, tension from this area melts away. A lot of time in the Taoist type of meditation, we elicit and imagery and intention and that tends to manifest if the in the body if we're coming from a very calm yin state Inhale from a very beautiful spot in nature into that space. Exhale, stagnant chi away. Nice. Let's uh, slowly open our eyes mm, from that deep spot. Yeah, beautiful, nice. So that's a very short meditation, uh, a very Taoist meditation. So let's let's start by talking about uh, what we talked about a few weeks ago about what qi is, what energy is, and we all want energy. And energy is really if we if you ask scientists what energy is. 
or uh, they will tell you that it's uh, it's tension, yeah, between plus and minus. If you think about a balloon, the balloon has a lot of pressure of air, and the air outside of the balloon doesn't have as much pressure. So when you open the the opening of the balloon, the air flows out, and that's energy. Yeah. So there's two areas with difference difference in pressure, difference of energy, and what the universe always tried to do is to reach a state of equilibrium and that would create an energy flow that's why there's a waterfall yeah a water the waterfall is between different heights of of earth the earth here is higher the earth there is as as lower and because there's water flowing the water would fall and the the biggest the difference it would create more energy so energy is really tension between between two places and from in the human realm it's the same when i'm feeling thirsty what do i do how do i how do i address my thirst i go i take a glass of water and i drink it that action by itself is the energy i feel some sort of tension and i release the tension by doing something that would equalize that tension but if you if you have a baby that doesn't know he's feeling hungry, he's feeling thirsty, and he doesn't know, so he cries. He doesn't know how to satisfy, you know, and the belly become, uh, the mouth become dry, and maybe the belly become hungry, and the baby would cry, 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 cry. And if there will be no mother here to uh, think that maybe the, 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 the baby needs water or, or food, the baby would stay in that state of, of tension and would 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 move into a, a, a stress response and contraction over time and it would continue to cry, to cry yeah and uh and so when we know how to transform our tension it's very easy yeah <laughs> it's very easy we go and drink water we go and take food and that satisfy and that and and this is what energy is about when i'm feeling like very stagnant in the body i'm like hey i might need to go for a walk and then i go for a walk and i feel a little better so this is how we work with energy just wanted to so energy is really tension that's what energy is and there's there's more complicated situation right there's com complicated situation like like emotional stress, <clears throat> uh, a worry, uh, a, a, a tr an emotional trigger that we don't know where it comes from, depression or anxiety, and we have all kinds of ailments or things that come from the outside, like this pandemic, and we get very, very stressed out because we, we, we are kind of like this crying baby. We don't know how to transform this energy. We have a lot of unknowns. And the mind starts to project into the future. What would happen in <laughs> what would happen in the future if this continues? And this is what kind of like uh, intensify the the suffering, the tension, and creates hypertension. So over tense over tension is not good. Also, we call it stress, right? And stress has a lot of implication. There's actually Nine, nine, zero, 90% of all doctor visits are stress-related. So, and all ailments 
a lot of elements are stress related. So over, so whenever the tension cannot be transformed, there's over tension, over stress, and we go into this uh, stressful mode and there's a bunch of things happening in the body and the mind. We actually cannot think clearly when we are, we are stressed. If you think about what stress is, is, is a perception of the environment and we're feeling like we're locked in a place with bunch of people there's no sense of space of of uh, of of, uh, of clear thinking and the hormones start to work a certain way the digestive system kind of locks you cannot uh, absorb nutrient uh, there's muscle tension start to build up and all the bad hormones starting to kind of uh, uh, charge up yeah so it, it wants to really we, we're going into the survival mode we're going into the stress response and the energy goes to the muscles. So uh, the, we call it the fight or flight response because back in the days when you saw a, a threatening animal, you'd have to, the energy has to go to the muscles so you can run away or fight it. So basically the energy goes out from the internal organs and out to the muscle. And this is why we are tense when we are stressed. Why are we tense? Why are we feeling tension? A lot in Qigong, in yoga, we're doing... Uh, we're doing stretches to open tension because, yeah, there's built up of, of stress. And the more we're sitting all day in front of the computer and not moving, the more uh, and the more we're thinking, the cerebral mind creates <laughs> create the abyss, we say. So a lot of the stress response is related to projecting, projecting into the future, worry, things like that. And uh, that's anxiety, depression, things like that coming from there. So <laughs> it's very interesting how these things work. But really, if we want, so if we want more energy, and things always flow like that. So before I, I, I talk about the more energy, things always flow between yin and yang. Yeah. So the clouds form, and there's rain, and then the sun comes out. So in nature, the Tao, the Taoist, the Taoism, Taoism, and Taoists were kind of like scientists. So they were seeing how nature, how nature works, and they apply it into the human realm. So it's really looking at, and and this is the birth of the yin and yang of the duality of life. How how energy transform into each other, into one another. Yeah, how a day transform into night, night transform into day sadness into happiness happiness into sadness chaos into clarity frustration into so all of these things are flowing into each other and that's what creates energy so energy is being created by differentiation of 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 states right like we said with the balloon the the pressure inside of the balloon outside of the balloon and so things are always we there's always be tension and release of tension, tension and release of things are always would flow from yin to yang, from yin to yang. And, and that would create life because without this flow of energy, we don't have, we, we, we don't have life. Yeah. Life. The purpose, the, the reason that there's life is that there's duality. There's two forces and there's a flow of energy between one force to another. Yeah, and I remember we talked about it. Can you imagine going to a film, going watching a film with no, with there's there's not a, 
what, what do we like when we go out to watch a film? We like the drama. <laughs> we like how the heroes are, are succeeding, are in a, in a place of uh, despair or frustration, and then they're going up and down. So these, this flow of energy, as we say, oh, wow, this very energetic movie, or, or there's other movies that are not so much, not so much interesting because they have a very low energy. So high energy, low energy, we always want high energy. But we really, we want it, but we don't, we cannot contain it. So, <laughs> so our container, it's like looking at the table and seeing all the food and you want to eat it all, but your stomach is that big. You cannot eat it. So, so it's a little bit of an oxymoron. So we, we want all this energy, but we, we also afraid, afraid from, you know, and, and it's, it's really, it's really down to how do we respond to life? Because if I'm thirsty and I don't know how to satisfy my thirst now, I don't know that if I go to the faucet, drink a cup of water and drink it, that would satisfy my thirst and I will get stressed out. That stress will not help me. <laughs> that stress would not help me. It actually makes me even worse. I remember when I was uh, studying how to uh, how to scuba dive. He said to me, the, the the trainer said to all of us that usually people that are just starting scuba diving, they're finishing their oxygen tank very fast because they're very stressed and they're inhaling a lot. They they take a lot of the air. They don't inhale very slow like you should because you are first time you're really afraid. You're underwater like really deep. And, and, and the stress response kicks in, you look at the, you look up and you see the water and you're down there and it's scary. So you really inhale and exhale a lot and you finish the gas tank twice as fast as other people that are experienced diver. And you see the experienced diver and they're relaxed and they're looking at the fish <laughs> and you are really struggling with the, with uh, you taking a lot of energy and actually you are less creative, right? The stress response makes you actually not uh, able to help yourself. I remember when a person kind of lost his, uh, his uh, mask and it's, it's, you know, if he was calm, he could, he could look around and find it and bring it back to the mouth. But the stress really, uh, <laughs> really didn't work for him. Uh, so, so the same goes for, for life, you know, and, and, uh, we, we getting all these triggers. Yeah. Like the pandemic, for instance, it's very easy. Cause it was, it was very recent. It was very worldwide. So it's very easy to talk about the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, and how we got stressed out and, and how do we deal with each with each life circumstance. And really that is how, that, that's really how do we go about transforming energy? And, uh, and how do we get better at, at this? And how do we get better at triggers and life circumstances and all these outside stressor? And our mind is thinking so much and projecting into the future, usually negative thoughts. There's actually 80% of your thoughts, that was a research found, that 80% of your thoughts are negative. 80%, because uh, 
because we are we are the kids of of the people that if something would would ramble around the bush and they were thinking it was a bear they escaped so these people survive and so always to think about something bad happening that was kind of like a survival mechanism and we took it even though now we don't need it we still have this uh, kind of response of of uh, of of negativity so so that brings in mindfulness practice because if we want to deal with with life in a better way uh, we need to work not only with our psyche but with our body with our with our with the stress response we want to be in an energetic space of a lot of energy yes because when we are stressed out we're not creative yeah think about going into a you know, um, a job interview and you're very stressed out, you wouldn't be the best, right? You wouldn't be very sharp like you were, like what you, you, what you did if, if you weren't very stressed out. So our, our mental capacity get reduced in stress, digestive system don't work well, this is a, a multiple uh, effects happen in the body. And really, and really if we can embrace what we experience, and we can trust the process and we can uh, calm our nervous system down. We can go about, we can enlarge our stomach, that stomach that was very small with the big table. How do you increase the container? In Qigong, a lot of times, how do you can absorb more energy? How can you become a bigger container for energy? You know, how can you open up your stomach? So, when you see all this food, you can actually eat it and digest it. How can you become that? And that is to work on this on, on this topic. So this topic is really about how to, how to work with your what we call the problems in our life. And if you think that you don't that you, you, you have too much troubles or problems and you shouldn't have, everybody has problems and issues. And, and, and these are the reason for energy these are the sources of energy so the triggers so in qigong we said these triggers these places you should put attention to them because these are the places where you can actually get more energy working on these areas and how to work on these areas uh, uh, better is to incorporate self-care practice into your into your daily routine qigong meditation all these practices we talked about yin practices last week a little bit we talked about between yin and yang how to navigate how to how to do everything you do in life like you're doing qigong how to wash your dishes like the same way you do qigong how do you walk in nature how do you walk on the beach um, yeah and we talked about last time how to go about everything you do in life in a balance between yin and yang how to do anything so i really want to kind of have you guys, uh, if you haven't listened to the last talk, is is very powerful in terms of like how to do any activity in your life. It should be between yin and yang, a balanced state. And when we take care of our nervous system, we can uh, we can be better about about looking at these places and responding differently than we, what we respond before. So this is kind of like, um, I don't know if it's very clear, but really um, 
what I'm trying to say is that these area of struggles, of problems, these are the jewels. These are the places to transform life. It's just like the balloon. It's just like this is all the energy wants to get transformed. We can contract and be afraid from it, or we can decide to respond to it differently and ask the question, what would we take to, to, to shift it? What would it take to, 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 to have this as a blessing, to have this as an opportunity? For a lot of people, this, this pandemic become an opportunity, and some people not. Uh, but we can change it with our mind. We can change by how we respond to life. But first, we have to take care of our, our nervous system, how our nervous system respond to it. And to be better at that, we need to, to, to incorporate mindfulness practice into our life. Uh, so this is, this is a little bit, wow, I talked a lot. <laughs> I talked a lot. Anybody wants to chime in or ask question about this or anything else? Um, yes, Gail, good to see you. Okay. I'm going to say this because this is so important what you're speaking to. And I, and I want to acknowledge you for bringing our attention to the world, our world and the world, which is out of balance and balance is so important. So I'll kind of travel back to reflect on what you brought about, uh, what you said with regard to babies. Babies are um, instinctive. Uh, they don't have the capacity to think. And we have that capacity to think. And unfortunately, we're being fed a lot of fear. And to embrace and incorporate fear into our lives definitely puts us out of balance. So uh, without me talking too much, I will say this one aspect that um, I've learned, and that is as humans, as adults, we have to recognize first that there's a problem and acknowledge how we are experiencing that problem. And then, now this is key and this is the hardest for me, it has been for years, forgive the aspect of what the problem, um, how it impacts us, and then change. So recognize, acknowledge, forgive, and change. And I can go into a story, but I won't take up the time for that. These are the four points to actually forgive yourself if that's necessary, or forgive the other, not the what, but the why, because a lot of people are out of balance and are performing or acting, how can I say, in, I want to say inappropriately, but it's appropriate for them because it's out of pain and there's too much pain in the world. So to forgive the pain, whether it be our pain or their pain, and allow once the forgiveness is there, then change can happen. And out of change comes choice. And you've given us a choice. And the choice is, okay, how do we release the tension? I use various methods, of course, Qigong, 
And for me now, the pool, I do my aqua therapy, but we have many choices. So either we run with the fear, as you say, the, the yin and yang, or we run with mindfulness. What is it that we're choosing? What's our intention? And what are we paying attention to? And now I'll shut up. <laughs> wow, Gail, thank you so much. Well, it's very nice to hear your voice. So you can, <laughs> it's okay that you took the time. I love the talk about forgiveness. This is such a big, 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 big Uh, we hold ourselves in such critical view for uh, so, so many of us um, uh, unknowingly. And forgiveness is really uh, a, a, a major step towards acceptance of what's going on. And, and really, uh, if, if anything is, yeah, I, I took a lot from what you said. This is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't need to add anything to, to what you said. It's, it's just beautifully said. Anything, anything else? Anybody wants to chime in on this one? Um, ask a question, any question about Qigong, about this subject. So uh, really, really, if you, have, if you have a lot of problems in your life, that's great. That's a lot of potential for energy. <laughs> And nobody has no problems. And your problems is really the source of the energy. And how do we respond to them? How do we open to them? How do we listen to them? Kind of like in the meditation we did. And, and how do we calm our nervous system around them and, and, and forgive and work, work with, 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 and these are, these are, the, these are the points. Yes, Bart, I see you raising a hand there, yeah. Was that purposeful or yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was purposeful. Yeah, just about um, solving problems. When you have problems, you have to have the courage to acknowledge that you have them, that they're there. And then you, you, can, you can solve them with forgiveness or you, you, have, you can solve them intellectually and energetically. So, so for me, often it's, it's not easy to know How, what way to solve them? You know, and I, the difference between solving them intellectually or yeah. energetically or spiritually with forgiveness uh, practices or I use Ho'oponopono sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, beautiful. No, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful kind of question. It's like, how do we, how do we go about going, going into these problems? How... How, how, how do we do it? Do we meditate? Do we do Qigong? Do we, do we go through psychotherapy? You know, do we talk about it? Do we, you know, there's a whole practice called Shen Gong, working with the consciousness, which is, which is a, a little bit, it's a little different than uh, therapy, but it's, uh, it's working, it's still working with consciousness and there's Shen Gong or Qigong or, and there's different methods and everybody, everybody re respond differently to all of these uh, all these practices but what I've experienced with on myself and people I work with is whenever we we calm the nervous system we all when we work with the body when we work because the the psyche the psyche whatever you feel it reflects into the body and we and whenever we work with the body 
especially in Qigong, also meditation, there's more capacity to for change. Yeah. Otherwise, if we're not re, uh, relaxing the the nervous system, if we're not, if we're still in some way of a stress response, it's it, we are still in a survival mode. It's very hard to step out of our comfort zone into a into a new territory, into into a, a territory of trust, of hope, of change. Of because it takes energy to change your life. It takes energy to 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 choose a different step that you haven't taken before to choose the choice that you usually don't take. It takes energy. And to have this energy, you cannot be in a stress response. You cannot be in, in you have to be in a place of abundance, of place of, and so, so um, I did a workshop in the past about emotional, uh, and we talked a little bit about the Shengong of the three questions, you know, like, uh, am I safe right now? Or am be, my life is being threatened. Do I have people that love me? Do I have everything I need? Do I have enough food? Do I have so if you know some these questions are a good question to 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 ask yourself to say, hey, you know, I love people, they love me. It, it satisfy all the different um the brain. We talked about the, the reptilian brain, the neocortex. And and um, I'm not gonna get into this whole uh, discussion, the Shengong, but there's ways to to calm the nervous system from the body, the mind, and to and then to choose something else from a place of mindfulness. So that would be that would be a yes, uh, yes, Wendy, uh, you raised your hand. I see. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did mean to do that. Um, just one little uh, story that seems to relate to what Gail was saying and what you're saying, Ellie, and that is. Um, in our community, there were recently 57 horses that were rescued from mistreatment. And they're all from one place, they're underfed and they had lice and their feet weren't cared for and all these different things. And now the sheriff of the community has, is taking care of them, soliciting volunteers from the community to help feed and water and clean. And this has been about five weeks now and they're doing much better. But um, this idea of self-care in a way, assisted self-care, I went out this morning and was brushing some of them and they are very skittish. They haven't had much handling, but as I was brushing one, others, and this kind of relates, I think to the fear in our society, others would start to gather and at one point there were about three others gathered around um, sort of exhaling on me or kind of nudging me or kind of trying to nibble on the brush like I'm next. <laughs> and just that attention to this kind of care like really drew, even though they had just gotten their hay, they stopped eating and they gravitated toward this calm, sort of stroking and it was just really beautiful and it just seemed to be an image that could apply to some of the topics from today oh <laughs> beautiful i lo <laughs> love it <laughs> thank you thank you wendy that's 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 beautiful and very appropriate bart do you have your your uh, go ahead i see that uh, you're yes um when you say uh, when you talk about problems, I think of, for example, relationship issues or relationship 
problems. Do you use physical Qigong exercises to solve them or, or do you use meditation and mindfulness and or what? Uh, I, I, I use a combination. I, I actually use a, 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 a certain type of Qigong um, that we used in the past. And I use kind of like a combination of Shengong with Qigong. And I use visualization, like in relationship, I would, I would bring my partner into the field of energy and I would ask the question. I would ask this, I would start to meditate on it. Like, what would it take to shift this? What is the energy that needs to be shift? How can I respond different, differently to what's going on? How can, how can this relationship uh, able to heal? And I usually would do it with movement. Uh, very, very mindful, very uh, like a chibol. <laughs> the chibol, in the chibol, there will be the relationship. And when I open, I open to the, the place of opportunities. When I close, I, I choose. So I ask myself a question. Question is very powerful. When you ask a question, what would it take to shift it? What, what can I do? What is, and, and, and uh, see the future and uh, see if there needs to be more love. It needs to be more care or what, what is the, where is the energy stuck and how it could flow. So I would do a combination of meditation, of movement. Uh, I would bring the energy, the energy, the partner, uh, the person that you work with into the, into the field and, and, uh, and really do, uh, do a powerful and, and, and the partner would feel it. <laughs> and they, they usually feel it that, they, I, I, a lot of times I got responses like that. All of a sudden, they, it's amazing. All of a sudden, they, they, uh, they're very nice to me. <laughs> or they really love me or do something. And I'm like, wow, I just was emitting love and intention. And all of a sudden, they came to me. And, and I had it, people, it's happening all the time. So the energy, uh, so I think you can get a lot of uh, wisdom and a lot of answers to issues while you work with with mindfulness practice with a lot of love with a lot of uh, listening with curiosity kind of like curious to this pain here yeah when we just listening things starting to shift without wanting anything because when the relationship is not going good you want something to be different and that that drive that force doesn't allow the energy to open and listening and understanding what's going on and, and opening. So shifting from yang to yin uh, from and the craving for this pain to go away is actually keeping it in. <laughs> so a lot of time we need to, uh, to, to change the, the attitude. And so mindfulness and yin practices and asking questions and smiling and love it always heals, always heals. And relationship, yes, Gail. Uh, did you raise your hand? Yeah. Uh huh. To to just add something, Bart, with relationships, and it's difficult because we have a point of view where we feel that our perspective is right, and to let go of the need to be right and embrace the need to be loving what there therein lies the choice do i want to be right or do i want to be loving 
and it's reflective. That's one. The other aspect is if there is a difficulty or a form of contraction, because relationships wax and wane. And if there's a contraction at night, as, as Ellie has said, with regard to mindfulness, you can actually talk to your partner, their subconscious, late at night as you lie in bed, you can speak to them and tell them what your desire is, how you want to resolve, looking for resolution to whatever the discord is. So it's the harmonious resolution of dissonance. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we, we have our patterns for sure. And uh, I, like the, I like the note about uh, transforming. I always say transforming judgment or uh, being right into curiosity. Curiosity really changes, changes things. And curiosity towards yourself and uh, on the other, always I found. Uh, so, uh, wow, we went overboard and over time a lot. So, but I, it's such engaging conversations that I really, really appreciate it. So next week, we're going to talk about another topic about, you know, energy. And so let's, let's finish with hands on the heart and uh, close our eyes and just kind of come into a, a closing ceremony and just feel the, the hands on the heart center. And take a deep breath into that touch. Touch is very important. We touch ourself in Qigong is always from a place of gentleness and care. Kind of like the story of the horses. I love that one. So touch yourself, touch your heart. And inhale. What would you like to inhale from this conversation? What would you like to take from it? And what would you like to, uh, if there's any commitment to a new practice or to something that you want to put more attention to in a different way? How can we bring more ease, more light, more love into different areas? How can we relax around what we call problems? How can we, uh, and that's also an invitation to come and practice Qigong and to see how that changes the way we uh, engage with life in a more healthy way. So from with that, uh, kind of energy. Let's open the hands and open the eyes. Beautiful, guys. Thank you so much for joining. It was really fruitful. Thank you so much for sharing from your own wisdom. And I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. See you.